Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. All right, we gotta we gotta dig in here today, Jackson. I don't have time for whatever nonsense you have up your sleeve. Uh, it is it is trade deadline day. We are seven hours away from the deadline, and, uh, and when when news breaks, St. Louis wonders uh, where I am to break it. And honestly, it's usually working on my. 58-degree wedge or my 54-degree wedge for, for the purpose of transparency. Uh, so what do we have here uh, lined up for a, a trade deadline day? I am, I am ready. We have an hour. Let's, uh, let's break some news. Well, obviously, we'll have some hot deadline talk. Maybe the, like erotic? Well, yeah, I think anytime you talk about uh, player options and uh, years of control, it gets naughty. Uh, so we'll have plenty of that. We'll have the little pills half and half. And then 1035, Taylor Twelman joins us, Women's World Cup. Uh, round of 16, they move on. The dog's currently uh, kind of in the break with the League's Cup going on. But plenty of soccer news around the globe, Tim, as they play in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, so we'll have Taylor on. And then uh, we'll be taking your texts on what the Cardinals should do as the trade deadline expires uh, this afternoon. There it is, 5 p.m. Uh, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got reports coming all over the place from the biggest names in baseball riding the Twitter tweets now known as X. It is now known as X. Uh, Very active this morning, Jackson. Uh, John Morosi, who uh, I listened to with BK and Ferrario last week, uh, has tweeted about the possibility of the Cardinals and uh, Marlins doing business. Uh, he tweeted the Marlins and Cardinals are potential trade partners on this deadline day. Miami GM Kimming would like to add offense, and Marlins manager Skip Schumacher has close knowledge of St. Louis's available bats. The Cardinals also know Miami's prospects well from sharing a spring complex. On the surface, that might sound somewhat ridiculous. I'm talking about the sharing the spring complex. I don't know if that part necessarily matters. Um, because I don't think the Cardinals necessarily go wandering, you know, down. I mean, it's not very far away. Uh, for me, it's a, it's about a maybe a maybe a wedge for you about a five. But uh, the, the, they do play each other quite a bit, and uh, and so the same would be the case with I think the Mets and the Astros and the Nationals, since those five teams play each other quite a bit, and you see a lot of those prospects. Also from John Morosi. Um, that the Cardinals, with regards to trading any offense, says, and he tweeted this 34 minutes ago, Cardinals have been active in trade conversations last night and this morning. They're willing to move multiple bats. Most frequent names mentioned, Paul DeYoung, Alec Burleson, 
And Dylan Carlson, trade status of Tommy Edmond on the IL with right wrist inflammation is unclear. That's John Morosi here within the last hour. Uh, I was reading The Athletic this morning before coming in to do the shows. Uh, TMA from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's on the 500,000 watts of 105.7 HD2 and on uh, YouTube. Uh, And he wrote that the Cardinals are going to have to wait to trade Jack Flaherty until the Verlander situation with the Mets is clarified, and then the pecking order will be Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers, Michael Lorenzen of the Tigers, and then Jack Flaherty. Yep. So if that premise is accurate, and I don't know that it's accurate, but if the premise is accurate and Flaherty is going somewhere and he is at the moment fourth, who knows if Verlander will go and who knows if that report is an accurate reflection of how general managers view uh, Flaherty in comparison to Lorenzen, Eduardo Rodriguez, and of course Justin Verlander, then that also, I think, gives you an idea of the kind of return that that would get, which wouldn't necessarily be all that glamorous. Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch writing this morning, and you read this on stltoday.com, that yesterday the uh, market for starting pitchers seemed to idle, and he said that's in part because of the Mets possibly making Justin Verlander Available. Uh, he also talks about the possibility of who the Cardinals would be doing business with and the possibility of Cardinals trading offensive players away and how that could take place here over the next few hours. Something that developed last night to keep an eye on. Do you know where I'm going with this? See if you know where I'm going with this. We touched on it very briefly on TMA. This is a comprehension exam here. It's a TMA comprehension exam. And that's tough because sometimes it's tough to understand the words we're saying. That is true. Um, I would love to just rattle it off, but I truly do not know. Uh, Bo Bichette got hurt rounding first base for the Blue Jays last night. And so the Cardinals and Blue Jays, maybe they make a third trade. Usually that's uh, reserved for the Guardians when it comes to trade deadline. That is true. But that's usually when the Cardinals are buyers, not sellers. So, Kind of a hybrid mode. <laughs> I think they got Chuck Finley in 2002 from the Guardians. Right, right. Uh, I've never heard that name before in my life. But Chuck Finley married to Tawny Katane. Another name that's never... Have you ever seen the White Snake video for Here I Go Again? No, I don't even think I've heard the tune. Stunning. I couldn't be sorrier. Does the name David Coverdale mean anything to you? Not even a little bit. Lead singer of Whitesnake. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm telling you, the early 2000s were a weird time. But this was from 1987. It, 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 it continues. 1987 to like 2003. Weird time. And why, why is that? Steve Bartman? Yeah. Um... Y2K? Pedro Bourbon, Esteban Yan's perspiration. What, why? Why is 2003? And, and still the ramifications from Y2K. Yeah, it's a while. I, I've done a deep dive on Y2K recently. Strange time, man. Strange, strange time. A lot of money wasted. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> uh, what were you doing when we uh, switched millenniums? Well, I was two. So I assume, uh, much like today, going to the bathroom in my pants. Wow. Your thoughts. 314 And if you're watching on YouTube, you were just handsomely rewarded as Jackson is 
acknowledging the galleries yeah. on the cameras. Well executed. Um, so, uh, yeah, th- this uh, this trade deadline, I'm going to set the over-under for members of the Cardinal Major League roster who will be with different organizations by 5.15 p.m. today okay. at four and a half. Wow, okay. Under. You're going under. I was going to, if you would have set two and a half, I would have been... Because I feel like there's a bat and a pitcher, the pitcher most likely being Flaherty, the bat, throw a dart at the outfield room, you know, who's going to be. Um, I would just be surprised if it was over four and a half. So I could I could see three, I could see four, five is when I start to be like, wow, okay, I don't see that. So if I set it at two and a half, you would go over? I would go over if three, I and, three a, and a half. That's the sweet spot number? I'd go under. Okay, so you got a lot of value at four and a half. Yeah, ton. Uh, doesn't know who Whitesnake is. Get him out! Here we go again, or here I go again. That's from the Rangeview Church. Uh, you know, surprised by that. That caught me off guard. All right. Um, I know who Whites. I've heard the name of the White of Whitesnake. I've never. I can't think of one of their songs off the top of my head. Is this love? Here so, I go again. You could literally say any song title ever, and I would still be like, the sure. night. Am I right on that, Peter? Peter. Yeah, Peter. We need someone in here named Peter. It'd be really helpful. Much like today, going to the bathroom in my pants is gold. That's from the three and four. Thank we got you. support from the Thank Air Comfort you. Service text line. Yes. I feed off of your, your praise, so please keep it coming. I hear Jamie Rivers music. That's from the 714. Wouldn't that be wonderful if he came storming in? What would he be mad at me about? Because I don't know about, what was he, the found white snake? What does he care? You know what? I bet Jimmy Rivers has the similar appreciation for White Snake that I do. What's the What's the big Canadian band? Uh, is it Rush? Is Rush? They're from Canada. So yes. If I was besmirching Rush, it would be make more sense. That's his homeland. But I don't know where White Snake originated from. I think David Coverdale's a British gentleman. Okay. Yeah. And then I think he was with Tawny Katane, and then she was dancing all over the cars. And then she left David Coverdale, married Chuck Finley. She then got in a fight with Chuck Finley with her heel. Ah, uh, yeah. Seen that one before. Again, early 2000s, wild. And then they traded him to the Cardinals. Maybe he was traded from the... No, I think it was the Guardians. And the Cardinals traded Coco Crisp for Chuck Finley. The Cardinals I'm all had, in on that. The Cardinals had Coco Crisp? They did. Man, what a mess. Wow, sounds like we're going to have a take on the Coco Crisp Chuck Finley trade today. You got paid handsomely if you bet against that. Think how many Coco Crisp giveaways they could have had in 2020 to 2023. Well, 20 would have been tough, but 2021 to 2023 had he just remained a Cardinal for his whole career. What kind of freaking music does this guy listen to if he doesn't listen to Whitesnake? Listen to a lot of UK stuff. So Whitesnake would, I guess, be in that classification but more modern uk music guys jackson's favorite trade is still petrangelo's trade from las vegas to edmonton or edmonton to las vegas that's from the 636 right it was a rare trade where they trade him during the playoffs which i didn't even know was allowed and then back to them right before they won so that he could remain on the team that's correct pretty cool uh, like a drifter, Piddles is born to walk alone. Culture yourself, Mr. Ledoux. That's correct. I agree with that text. If you are not aware of the work of Whitesnake, which is really making a pretty prominent appearance on the program today on trade deadline day. Right, which is nuts. Um, because of Tawny Katane and the Chuck Finley acquisition in 2002. Right. 
Uh, Just not I getting think, to it. <laughs> I, think, I think Cocoa Crisp, I think it is a reflection on a lack of culture, and I agree with the uh, 618 there. Yeah, you're not wrong. Listen, I, I'll look myself in the mirror. I got I to gotta know more. I can't know every band ever. Music is a big, is actually a pretty big uh, hole in my knowledge of culture. Does Jackson know Buffett the manatee? <laughs> I do, all too well. Seven, one, and his brother four. Hugh. That is outstanding. Yeah, Hugh, I think, was on the receiving end. Yeah, rest in peace, King. Uh, 314-399-9646. It is trade deadline day. This is a day that I sit, especially with the uh, weather looking like it is here, as I look out to the south in Crevecore, Missouri. It looks like we have starmy conditions. Uh, where I'll sit in front of the television and I will watch the MLB Network. And I just love the coverage. Uh, my personal favorite was 2021 when at 3.04 Central Time, Greg Amsinger and everybody on the dais received word of the John Lester trade that sent Lane Thomas to the Nationals and the Cardinals acquiring John Lester and the confusion that set in on the dais. Um and now Lane Thomas is a prize commodity at this date, deadline day. Yeah, uh, so many parallels to draw. I remember that day when they traded for Jay Happ and John Lester like it was yesterday. You went crazy. I remember you went out that night and got after it. I just remember it. I, was, it, I think it was a Friday. I really do think it was like a Thursday or Friday. And I remember being like, what, what is going on? This is this is madness. And then, of course, they go on a 17-game win streak, and uh, it was like they were falling ass backwards into success. And here they are. Chickens have come home to roost in 2023. Wow, look at you. I was kind of a take, and Thank I agree you. with it, actually. Thank you. Uh, I give Piddles a little slack regarding Whitesnake. He's too young to understand, but he needs to watch the video, and then he will understand. Yeah, listen, I, today's day will be dedicated to not only trade deadline, uh, but I will spend the remainder of my day uh, both refreshing Twitter and then watching Whitesnake videos so that I'm well prepared for, for tomorrow. Good for you. That's good. That's good. I think that's something the audience can can appreciate. They recognize you might be too young to have enjoyed Tawny Katane on the vehicle, but you are going to go home and you're going to learn about it and then you're going to give your opinion on mm-hmm. tomorrow's show. Yes. We'll get Taylor Twelman's opinion on uh, of a wide variety of uh, soccer topics. Plus, he was uh, having to cut his interview with us short last Tuesday, presented by Together Credit Union, because he was about to spend time with uh, Lionel Messi. See how that went. Absolutely. Oh, are you emotional over it? Oh, my God. What is, this is like Dick Vermeil talking Wilbert Montgomery. What the hell just happened? Anytime we talk about Twelman and Messi, I get so emotional. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I hope that was captured in a GIF on YouTube. God, I don't know. My whole, why, why did that bring up some uh, demons for you? I don't know. My body seemed to just shut down all at one moment, and that was like my version of DOS. Like, that's what you get when everything shuts down is my response. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I couldn't be sorrier than both you and Taylor Twelman. Uh, all right, uh, so that's coming up at 1035. Trade deadline discussion here on the program. Your text being answered. Uh, a lot of white snake talk as well. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackson has been doing some white snake research during uh, the commercial break. Uh, what are your discoveries? So... I just learned that they were a spinoff of Deep Purple, which I do know some Deep Purple songs. Uh, give me your Mount Rushmore of Deep Purple songs. I can give you two, Smoke on the Water and, and, and Hush. 
Now, Hush has been used a lot in Martin Scorsese movies. So I'm, Which I'm, Scorsese pictures? I feel like Deep Purple's Hush is in Casino or possibly Goodfellas. Could be both. He has a reputation of using uh, songs multiple times. Gimme oh, right. Shelter was used in Goodfellas. Uh, it was used in Casina. It was used in uh, The Departed as well several times. Is that right? Yeah. That's good yeah. knowledge. Thank you. It's nice having a cinephile with me. Uh, and then uh, they formed Whitesnake. And based on the photos, it's kind of that time period where everyone had the Howard Stern haircut going. Uh, really, you know, long, curly hair. Mm. And they all have it for whatever reason. Um, so that's what I've known so far about Whitesnake. Okay. Uh, what have you learned about Tawny Katane? Tony Katayan, uh, may she rest in peace, uh, no longer with us, but she uh, was married to Chuck Finley, and they did they did divorce in 2002. She did not want to join him in St. Louis. Yeah. Why did she hate St. Louis? We will never know the answer. Yep. Yeah, it's a real shame. So that was a full circle conversation. We talked about Whitesnake, Tony Katayan, Chuck Finley to the 2023 trade deadline. Yeah, and that's how we come full circle for today's Angry Beaver Lil Piddles Half and Half. Woo. Woo. All right. So I, I, I got like a straight speculation trade question here okay. off on the front end, like a like, would you do this deal kind of question. Okay. Looking at what the Cardinals' options are, according to athletic writers Jim Bowden. You say Bowden or Bowden? I go with Bowden because I feel like it's not what you think it would be. Right. right. That's my reason. That's how I get there. I know that sounds like kind of like a like a logistically difficult, but I do agree with what yeah. you're saying there. Jim, I, I'm going to go with Bowden just okay. to parody. And Ken Rosenthal, the Cardinals will most likely deal with potential dance partners, Diamondbacks, Orioles, and Phillies. Right. The guys they're looking at are obviously Jack Flaherty and then two... Uh, for the two former teams, the Diamondbacks and Orioles, and an outfielder uh, for the latter. Did I get that confused? Either way, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Are you about. having a reading issue this morning? Uh, I mean, was, you, got, you got very weepy in the first <laughs> segment. So the Diamondbacks and Orioles would most likely be looking for Flaherty, while the Phillies would be looking for an outfield bat. That's okay. what I meant to say. Okay. Do you think the Cardinals would be better suited packaging Flaherty with an outfielder to maybe the Phillies, who are also looking for pitching supplemental pitching help, as opposed to making separate trades? Do you think a package deal would be better than separate deals, or is it all case by case? The, the honest, honest answer is I have no idea what's being offered right now. Because this is sports talk radio, this is where I act like I know something. Sure. All right? So let me go into character. No doubt. I actually, based on what would be logical, I would think the Cardinals would be benefited by packaging. Because I think what they have, unless all of a sudden one of the big names who you wouldn't expect to be traded uh, becomes available... Uh, because they are getting such a great return that they're going, we got to part ways with this person, that it would behoove them to package Flaherty and Carlson, Flaherty and DeYoung, something along those lines, to up the return. I agree, and I actually will submit a, uh, a prediction. Because oh, why not? Because wow. why not? Predictionary alert. Because why not? I predicted yesterday that the Cardinals make a trade between now and the time we were on the air. I'm really surprised that one didn't hit. Yeah, I agree. Um... I, my prediction is is twofold. Okay. Jack Flaherty and Dylan Carlson will be Phillies by the end of today. Wow, wow, wow. Or Jack Flaherty will be on the Diamondbacks by the end of the day. Wow. So either okay. one of those will happen. Look at yeah. this. You yeah. got inside word? Flaherty will continue to wear red. 
I don't have inside word. This is purely speculation. Okay, fair enough. But also credit me if it works out. And if that's it doesn't work out, I never said works. this. That's yeah. the way that it works. Good for you. And then secondly, if I started the band, I would call it Behoove. Really? Yeah, I love that word. I just used it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you spoke with, just like Whitesnake, you spoke with a British accent. Yep. Uh, all right, next question. We have seen a trend around baseball discourse with fans picking and choosing what stories they want to believe and what they want to call fake. We saw it last week with the Nolan Arenado rumors. Do you think this is akin to baseball fans watching their teams in the playoffs with national play-by-play guys on the game and thinking they are rooting against their hometown ball club? Do you think this is a, this trend is, again, a byproduct of social media, or is it further connected with print media falling out of somewhat mainstream relevancy? Wow. I mean, how do you do i came to play today yeah i mean you hit me at ten twenty-seven <laughs> with something that i could probably do three hours on for real yeah. okay now outside of what i found and i'm kind of on an island mm-hmm. uh at least i feel like i'm on an island with my observation on thinking that the whole response from a, a healthy portion of the fan base to the Nolan arenado la times report in st louis being surprising uh and that being that people thought it was fake right and we had jorge castillo on and jorge castillo said well i spoke with another organization and uh or another reporter who covers another organization and they said that arnado uh camp said that it's either the dodgers or nobody so that you know so it, that that was a, was a really strange thing because he, so essentially it means Jorge Castillo was just making it up or it was true. Right. Uh, or I suppose you could say, well, he just got bad information from two different organizations, the Dodgers and whatever this second organization was that was interested in Nolan Arenado. I think the reason why I was trying to psychoanalyze why there was this rejection of that news in St. Louis because to me, the Cardinals are doing the right thing by just keeping the doors open considering their set of circumstances. This is not an organization that is a player away from returning, returning to contention. And maybe they're saying that just to keep fans activated. But that's a dangerous game to play because if you set those expectations and you don't deliver, it'd be like saying you're going to increase payroll and then not delivering. As an example. Right. Which, of course, happened. That's your interpretation. Sure. But... John Ozelik did the right thing. Yeah. He listened. Right. And so it wasn't like, why, why issue a statement that we're not going to trade Nolan Arenado until you know you're not going to trade Nolan Arenado? I just don't understand that. That was a very, that was, a, that was something I just, to me, that's just not good business if you're not going to listen to all offers. I think it's, I think it's a mistake unless they say we're not going anywhere to, to, to not consider trading Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. I wouldn't be apt to trade Nolan Arenado. Because of his age and how many years he's under contract, but still he's on the other side of the prime hill. And Paul Goldschmidt is really on the other side of it, and he's only under contract for one more year. So with all of that said, I think the reason why, I think, Jackson, the reason why that was received as hashtag fake news by some Cardinal fans last week, as if the LA Times writer Jorge Castillo uh, was just making it up or it was called clickbait or whatever other way to like you know condemn it, was because... If the Cardinals were in a spot where they had to trade Nolan Arenado or where they were even open to it, it would signal subconsciously or consciously, take your pick, that 
the Cardinals are closing the chapter on the year-in and year-out element of being contenders, which really does date back to 2000. And from an entertainment standpoint, locally, it actually dates back to 1997 because that's when they acquired Mark McGuire. And even though they weren't really contenders in 98 and 99, you had the home run show in 98 and 99, which became enough entertainment in St. Louis for the baseball season. So if you trade away Nolan Arenado, you are saying, most likely, this is going to be a bit of a process. But I think that process can lead you closer to a world championship than just hoping that Paul Goldschmidt returns to his 2022 form and you're able to get enough starters that you are a contender in 2024. I just think that is a long putt to sink. Can you make it? Yes. How often are you going to make it? 15, 20% of the time. So I don't think anybody's owed anything outside of their compensation and what's in their contract. And that's business. Uh, We're not playing feelings here. We're playing business. And if you're not interested in business, I suggest you go outside and you beg for money on the street corner, Jackson, because we're out here and it's time to make money. Are you in or are you out? You're not going to hurt my feelings anyway, because I don't whimper with the mention of David Coverdale and Whitesnake, like what took place in our first segment today. Right. And I damn near cried when I heard Messi's name, Uh, but I'm here for the money. You are. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we have to have the season have the same plot, man? Like, Good for you. Welcome. Like, uh, I was saying this crap where you were in high school <laughs> with the cheerleaders in 2016. Yeah, Mo Green. <laughs> um, no doubt. Like, yeah, how many times do we have to play the same fiddle? Like, oh, let's get John Lester and Jay Happ. The hell? Right. Like, at, at some point. It only costs Lane Thomas. Two years later. Oh, crap. Yeah. What are we I, doing here? Right. I like, mean, take a stand. Right. Pick a, pick, a, pick a lane. You can't be competitive in 2024 and keep everybody that everybody wants. Like, oh, you want this person, you want that person. Well, we're not going to give those people up. Well, then you're not going to get anything in return, but we're still going to be competitive in 2024. Talking out of different sides, same mouth. Can't have it. Mm, that's different than talking out of both sides of your mouth, isn't it? Different sides? Both sides? How many sides of your mouth are there? Seven. Right. So... I mean, you're talking out of side seven and three, and I won't stand for it. Let's all talk out of one. Brief aside. Sure. You know, I, every day on the program, right above Jackson's head, I see Stephen A. Smith screaming about things. And I make the observation to Jackson during the commercial break. What do I often say? Uh, why are they talking about the NFL? Yesterday, they were really upset about Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett. And today, it's trade deadline day. It's six and a half hours away. And Roman Reigns, uh, WWE champion, is with Stephen A. Smith giving his top five Super Bowl contenders on a board right now. And what that tells you is the research tells them that there just isn't a whole lot of interest in baseball nationally. Yeah, I would I would agree. That there's a professional wrestler arguing with Stephen A. Smith over whether the Bengals or Bills should be number five in his power rankings. Yeah, odd. Great suit on Roman Reigns, though. Gotta Sharp say. look. Uh, a little bit of a Don Johnson Miami Vice T-shirt. Yeah, big fan. And is that a man bun I see? Yeah, and the. So How do you feel about the man bun? Uh, I, frankly, jealous. Wish I could. Yeah. Wish I could develop this is a one. Show that couldn't do a good man bun. Blonde uh, man buns not great. I will say though. You like a guy with dark hair and a man bun. Dark hair is just better for hairstyles, man. Maybe there's a case of grass is always. Coverdale. Yeah, again, Howard Stern look, which is even better when it's white-haired. Um, I thought you just said you like dark hair on a guy. I do, yeah. I was being somewhat facetious. Um, and maybe it's a grass is always greener on the other side thing because of my fair hair, but uh, I think I would. I think dark hair just works for almost every hairstyle no, much I'm, better. No, yeah. 
Yeah, there's very few hairstyles where like, oh, it looks so much better in you know, blonde hair. I, it's rare for me. Why don't you have MLB Network on? That's from the 314. I don't have the remote. <laughs> Not to mention, I don't know what channel it's on. I'll have to ask Francesca. I just received a text from Jason Isringhausen. I don't know what it means. I can't read it for FCC reasons, but it's wonderful. Is it complimentary of me? me? I'm not sure what. Because that would really sure be the feel that would But it is an outstanding text. I can't wait to hear it. And I think it might be referring to you. Yes. It's outstanding work, though. Tip of the cap to uh, the Cardinal Hall of Famer. Taylor Twelman is going to join us on the other side of the break. Uh, Jackson, you were up tweeting, scolding the United States women's national team for their performance. Yeah, I'm on 36 hours, no sleep, baby. <laughs> World uh, Cup or bust. Carly Lloyd, a former U.S. Oh. women's national team, she was Banty is all get out of the postgame show to the point that the uh, coach called her out in his postgame comments. The U.S. Women's National Team, it does advance to the round of 16 in the World Cup, but it has not been impressive. Taylor Twelman will give us his thoughts on that and City. Uh, that is coming next here on Balloon Party. Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Nolton Toyota, 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN is presented by the City SC debit card exclusively at Together Credit Union. Welcome back. It is Balloon Party, driven by Mugganass, St. Louis Acura, and Olden Toyota. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Together Credit Union, the great Taylor Twelman. Morning, Taylor. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. So I'm curious, with the United States Women's World Cup being played at 2 o'clock a.m. Central Time, and you being uh, as, as closely tied to the game as you are, how do you handle the viewing of that game? Well, considering I need to pick up coffee and donuts for Messi and his friends every single morning here no. in Miami. Um, I am uh, watching that on tape delay, my friend. I need my beauty sleep. That's what I kind of th- that's where I was going to bet on it, but I didn't I didn't know. So so you have not been able to watch I I am sure you know the result of course, but I you haven't been able to watch the uh, the full 90 minutes, 90 plus. I watched uh, probably about 85 of it. Oh, okay. Wow, you've already watched it. Look at you. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about Carly? Carly Lloyd's uh, comments got the uh, the response of the uh, team following the game. You're you're in a spot, and I, I think that's one of the things that soccer fans appreciate from you is that you don't really care who you offend. You give people what you think, and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Uh, she was certainly critical of the team, and she got into the effort area, which sometimes can be a tough spot when you uh, were just mm-hmm. part of the team, uh, what, 18, 19 months ago. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think anytime. First off, I thought Carly Lloyd this morning was very good. I thought she was very poignant. I thought she was very strong. Um, I've always been a belief. How can you ever really criticize someone's effort wanting to win? I think that's difficult, right? Now you can base that on you know physicality and certain things, but to ever it's very difficult, in my opinion, to judge someone's effort. Or wanting to win. I thought this morning Carly Lloyd was brilliant. I thought she was straight to the point. I thought she was very, she gave her opinion. I find Carly Lloyd is someone that I know. Um, I think what she said this morning about benching Alex Morgan and, and celebrating post game as if you've won games and certain things, I think she would have said that in the locker room. So I thought those comments were very strong and on point. I think anytime you criticize effort, that's a difficult one. I've never done that. Just because I've been in the position, how do you know from 10,000 feet whether or not I'm trying hard? Mm-hmm. That That's always a difficult one, right? Yeah. But she's pushed some buttons. And make no mistake about it, one of the best players in U.S. women's history has pushed some buttons, and I think some of those buttons needed to be pushed. I had a friend of mine text me uh, this morning, Taylor, uh, said uh, we'd be talking today, and I wanted to get his perspective on it. And he said one of the issues is this team just doesn't have the same number of stars as years past, and the global women's game has improved massively in the last decade. And so what may look like a big step back for the United States can also be viewed as the women's game growing globally. Globally and the improvement of play bringing the United States back to the pack. How do you view it? I took a lot of criticism, Tim, about four years ago when I said, make no mistake about it, the U.S. women, the gap has been closed and it will get even tighter in the next World Cup. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I just saw signs with the U-17s, the U-20s, the youth around the world Listen, the moment you get the French, the Colombians, the Brazilians, these footballing nations behind their women's game, it's only it's only inevitable that they're going to catch up to that. And so I don't think people have given it enough respect. I think Vlaco's had a very, very, very bad group stage. The fact that he's only using one sub and that one sub is Rapino, who's what, 38? Mm-hmm. I just say there is a lot to be questioned regarding the U.S. women's game. Some of that is athletic. Some of that is players. I think some of it is tactical and some of it is coaching. I just think we're naive to think that we're always going to have this gap because we put more emphasis on the women's game before any other country did. Now you've got footballing nations and countries putting their emphasis behind the women's game. It's only inevitable that they're going to catch up to us. Taylor Twelman brought to you by Together Credit Union every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN with me, Tim McKernan and Jackson Burkett. Uh, It is Tuesdays with Taylor here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Switching gears to City. Clearly they didn't prioritize uh, the League's Cup. Um, I was surprised last night um, when I saw Columbus uh, and their success against Club America. I just, based on what I saw, and listen, I attack like I know anything about any of that operation would be totally disingenuous, but did that catch you off guard with that result with uh, Columbus and, and beating up in Club America like they did? 
the scoreline a little bit, Tim, but not the way the game was played. Club America and Columbus are eerily similar the way they get after it. I, I think it exposed St. Louis City. That's and what I, I was wondering, I think the next yeah. three weeks, I really do, Tim. I think the next three weeks are, are, are extremely important for Bradley Carnell and, and this group because I think they got punched in the face. And I think they got punched in the face harder than they have throughout the entire year. I think there were, I said this on the broadcast against Club America. It was humble pie on the field, and I was stunned how humble that pie was off the field. The amount of Club America fans in the stadium, the amount of Club America fans that over um, did the St. Louis City supporters, um, and that's a fact. That's yeah. not even an opinion. And so I, I think this is great timing for Lutz Fonenstiel and Bradley Carnell because I think that group. Now, you may say they didn't prioritize it. You could probably, I could probably defend you on that regarding Columbus's 11. That's not true against Club America. They played their best 11 that was possible. Blum couldn't play because he was a late scratch due to uh, an injury concern, but they played the best lineup they had, St. Louis City, and they got played off the park. So, how do uh, you. In the opening whistle, they got played off the park. So, you have about three weeks, a little less than three weeks between now and, and getting back after it on August 20th. If you're Bradley Carnell, what do you do? I guess you can try to take what just took place and use that as some kind of, uh, as you said, you got punched in the face. What, uh, what do you do to try to keep the momentum you had going into this break? I send them away, Tim. I get them away from the facility for about six, seven days. Clean, just clear it. You know, this is new for everyone mm-hmm. within the game. But I'd get you played so many games in hot weather. The players are tired. Uh, get them away. Fresh start. You get them back two weeks uh, before that first game and get them going. They'll be fine. And it also allows that sour taste in their mouth to sit a little bit longer. So you're now going to get a group chopping at the bit, a group that's going to be ready to play. If Klaus isn't ready, Tim, then you and I are going to be spending many of Tuesdays questioning what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, but I think Nielsen scoring a goal in the City 2 game, playing, that's going to be as if they signed a new player. But I think in the back, they look vulnerable. I think they look susceptible to real simple mistakes. Um, I, I thought the Columbus game, Bartlett was not great. And I thought against Club America, uh, Parker and Yarrow were chasing shadows. I think Nielsen, if he comes back and healthy, ready to go, you're talking about a DP center back that changes the complexion of this team. Taylor Twelman every Tuesday here and giving his perspective on a wide variety of soccer topics presented by Together Credit Union. Taylor, always enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for the time this morning. All right, buddy. Be good. Take it easy, man. That's Taylor Twelman with us here. All right, we will go back to the Little Piddles, Action Beaver, half and half, and get the latest, if we have anything new, before we hand it over to BK and Ferrario on the trade deadline. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, if you want to see Jackson getting emotional during the discussion of Whitesnake, uh, I just tweeted it out from my basically defunct Twitter account. Right. If anybody wants, however many people started following me when I was a hell of a lot more uh, open. You're kind of like 14 a, years ago. a GIF depot. <laughs> it's just so many Maybe GIFs. I should change my name to GIF depot. You're the GIF depot. It's just all GIFs. And trust me, I, no one loves GIFs more than me, so... Uh. 
You can see Jackson. What, what's your reaction to seeing this gif? A listener created the gif and sent it to me. So I got that on the Twitter tweets and on the TMA fan page on Facebook. If you want to join it, we've got a couple hundred people in the queue that Jackson needs to approve, and he won't. Yeah, that's right, because I yeah I have a big problem with all those people. Um, I look like uh, Linda Blair. A little bit. And uh, The Exorcist, where just something comes... It was like a burp-cough combo, and it caused me to get really emotional. <laughs> I noticed that. Because it's like I'm better than that. Like, I'm, I, I usually could control bodily functions until... It's like, you know, when I would play basketball, like I never would have to, you know, go to the bathroom during the game. I'm so locked in. And so clearly I wasn't locked in. I think the white snake, white snake discussion yeah, was, got you. was evidence. It got you, clearly. Uh, today is, of course, deadline day. We are six hours and five minutes away from deadline day. Jack Flaherty at 515. Is he a member of the Cardinals? No. Uh, Paul DeYoung at 515. Is he a member of the Cardinals? No. Tyler O'Neill at 515. Is he a member of the Cardinals? Yes. Mm, interesting. Dylan Carlson at 515. Is he a member of the Cardinals? No. Nolan Gorman at 515. Is he a member of the Cardinals? Yes. Wilson Contreras at 515. Is he a member of the Cardinals? Yes. Anybody I didn't mention that you would like to tend to? Uh, Brendan Donovan, five fifteen. Remember the Cardinals. That's the one that's a coin flip oh, to me because he has got the so much. Flip. He has so much value, and like they again, if you're going to be competitive in twenty twenty four, you're going to have to give up somebody of value in twenty twenty three who's not going to be a free agent at the end of the season. I know Montgomery and Hicks have a lot of value, but they of course are going to be free agents at the end of the season. So if you're going to want to get somebody that's going to provide you with twenty twenty four assistance, you might have to give somebody up. Uh, somebody was asking in the, in the uh, text inbox, I lost it here, um, that isn't it realistic for the Cardinals to go out and get uh, a number one and a number two starter in free agency? Well, yes, it is. It is realistic. That can happen. But I would ask you and I'd ask the audience, do you expect the Cardinals to do that? No. I expect them to try maybe for one starter, but how often have the Cardinals made two free agent starting yeah. pitchers in this market right. with A or B tier starters? Right. I mean, that is, is it a big ask? It is a big ask for the majority of major league organizations. For this particular organization and the manner with which they've done business, it would be ridiculously out of character, and it may be a really big ask financially. Again, I, I continue to talk about that Bally situation is potentially impacting the way they go about doing business. But to play devil's advocate, the Cardinals have said, we've got to change the way we have approached things because the old model is not working anymore. So maybe that's the direction they go. And if they do go that way, what two starters would uh, would you say, Jackson? I would love to see Aaron. Nola. I know you're a Nola guy. Who would who would be your uh, Blake your... Snell? I would also love. I mean, to you see. are spending right. hundreds of millions of dollars with just those two players and Paul Goldschmidt and Arn Arnato on the team, and Wilson Contreras still do approximately seventy plus million dollars. Yeah, you would jump up into that top ten of payroll. I oh, so. well into yeah. it if you got Nola Snell with Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, Arnato, and Contreras. Yeah. So th- that that's what I'm saying. It just isn't necessarily something. Can it happen? The answer to that, of course, yes. But do I think it's something the Cardinals likely do? And even if they do intend on doing that, you also have to have the player and his agent wanting to come here. 
Yeah, that's a big, that's a, especially in free agency, trade deadline, different story. And I think you got to look back at the Cardinals' history. I know that we've talked about they're trying to change up the model, but they are products of their own history, both for the good and the bad. The past couple aces going back to the mid 2000s, almost all homegrown. You know, Adam Wainwright was a byproduct of the trade from JD Drew, but. And don't forget Eli Marrero. Thanks. Sure. Um, but like, you know, Carpenter, Wayno, the brief moment where Waka looked like an ace. Uh, Flaherty, these guys are... I'll tell you what, man, it's a decade later and he's dealing for the Padres. I I never would have thought that. I thought he was done. So tip the cap to him for continuing to go on. Yeah, in 2013, man, he was... He was sick. He was the sick-ass. Yeah, but these are all... And Kershaw. These are all guys that came up through the organization. Not necessarily guys they went and signed. You know, no, that's 100% correct. So that is why I think fans go, oh God, you're going to entrust the same group of people who put them in this spot to rebuild from that in 2023 slash 2024. And how realistic is it for them to be successful with it? BK and Ferrario in the fast lane will be monitoring the trade deadline throughout the day here on 101 ESPN. Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite days. I love this kind of stuff. I'm anxious to see what happens over the next six hours. 101 ESPN, your place to be listening for Cardinal Trade Deadline News. Time for us to shut it down. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mangan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.